A blessed afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining us in our online worship service. In, it's October. In a couple of months' time, we will be having our Christmas celebration. It will be a different celebration, but I know as, as we put our hearts to God, as we focus on Him, we will always be able to celebrate Christmas properly as we focus in the Lord. You know, today is a special day. We are also celebrating our Children's Day today. And as we celebrate Children's Day, I hope that we will take time to remember our role as parents, titas, titos, ninang, and ninong, even as grandparents to the children that God brought into our lives. I believe all of us, especially the parents, desires that our children will experience abundance, that they will experience success, and also have a better opportunity. That's why many of you, many of us are working so hard in here in Singapore so that our children will have a better education. Some of us really work so hard so that back home in the Philippines, our children will experience a better life. You know, of, of all those things, all of us desire our children, our nephews, and even our grandchildren to have good grades. We pray that they also have a good career. They will finish their school and they, they will be successful in the job that they have. Also, it's our prayer that they will have a wonderful family. And I believe these dreams and desires are good. But there is one thing that we should never miss out and never forget. There's one thing. Their affection, their love, their passion for God. We must never forget and neglect their spiritual walk with the Lord. Because they might have everything in life. They might have good careers. They might have be successful in the eyes of the world. But without God in their life, they will be lost and empty. Therefore, we need to take an active role in deliberately training our children discipling them in the ways of God and so that they will love the Lord our God with all their hearts, mind, and soul or else the world will influence them and dictate the way they live their lives. Always remember these parents or guardians that the goal of a Christian parents must be different from the world. They must lead their children to fix their attention and affections towards God. Today, I have entitled this sermon, Leading Our Children, and I've uh, been reading from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 1 to 9. Let's read together verse 1. Now this is the commandments, the statutes, and the rules that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you, that you may do them in the land in which you are going over to possess it. Verse 2, that you may fear the Lord your God, you and your sons and your sons' sons, by keeping all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you all the days of your life, and that your day may be long. Verse 3, hear therefore, O Israel, and be careful to do them, that it may do well with you, and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord, the God of your fathers, have promised you 
in a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. In verse 8, you shall bind them as a sign on your hands, and they shall be a fortlets between your eyes. You shall write them on your doorposts and on your gates. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you that even today as we celebrate Children's Day, we come to you with humility knowing, O oh God, that we have a responsibility to lead our children to your ways, that they may love you with all their heart, with all their mind and soul. I pray, O oh God, that you convict our hearts. May our mind be in tune and our ears be able to hear your words today so that we will live a life that would please you, not just for our sake, but for the future generation. Salamat po, Panginoon. We ask your spirit to move mightily in our hearts and our minds today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, most of us are familiar with the journey that the Israelites took. We remember the Israelites were slaves in Egypt, and God heard their cry. So God rescued them out of Egypt. You can read that in Exodus. And they experienced the power and might of God. They saw Moses. God used Moses to even to split the Red Sea. The Lord split the Red Sea and they're able to cross the Red Sea. So this is a powerful message that the, the Israelites took. They experienced God powerfully. And then as they move forward and they, as they enter the wilderness, they reach a certain point where God is instructing them to possess the land, to move, to enter the promised land. However, they did not respond with the right heart. They distrust God. They did not obey. And what happened? The result of that, they have to go around in the wilderness for 40 years. For 40 years, they're moving around. And I believe those 40 years was a moment they will experience God mightily and how the Lord provided to them. A time where their faith is being built to trust God. And now in this particular narrative that we have read, in the book of Deuteronomy, Moses were addressing the Israelites. And these Israelites are the new generation. Addressing the Israelites that now, before you take the possession of the promised land, before you enter the promised land, remember this warning. Remember and this reminder. And that's the purpose of Deuteronomy. Before they enter the promised land, Moses is telling them this, how you should live. Moses was giving an admonition, a reminder, a warning in how they will live when they enter the promised land. A land that was described as this. Ang ganda ng description. Basahin natin, sabi dito, in a land flowing with milk and honey. Wow! Imagine mo, papasok ka dyan sa land filled with milk and honey. 
Why did God told Moses to tell this to the people? To warn. You know, because God knew that the Israelite can easily forget. That man can easily forget the grace, the goodness of God. Not in the times of hardship, but in times of plenty. Look in the verses, the following verses, it says here, Sabe, And when the Lord your God brings you into the land that he sourced to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob to give you, with great and good cities that you did not build, and houses full of good things that you did not fill, and cisterns that you did not dig, and vineyards that you, and olive trees that you did not plant. And when you eat and full and are full, verse 12, look at this. Then take this, you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Sabi rito, now you experience the good stuff. Be careful to forget. Be, f- be careful not to forget the Lord who have brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. That's why God is reminding them to set your hearts before Him. And you can read on Moses constantly reminding them to fear the Lord, telling them to fear the Lord your God. Not just for themselves. He says here, you and your son and your son's sons by keeping all the statutes and his commandment, which I command you. For them not to be derailed with the things that they experience in the promised land, they must fear the Lord and keep God's commandment in their heart. And I want I'd like to highlight here, he says here, you and your sons and your sons' sons. It's not just an individual calling, but also for our next generation. Notice the emphasis here in our text. It text there, it says that you should also teach them to their children. And today we will look into three principles on how we can lead our children to love God with all our heart. And the first thing for us to lead our children in a godly way, it must first begin in our life as parents, as guardians, as titos and titas, as grandparents. It all begins in our life. We must first, personally, we must first have an undivided heart. As parents, we must have our affection right. If you look at the instruction of Moses gave before he commanded them to teach their children and train their children and their future generation, they must first have a right affection. They must have first have an undivided heart towards God. Because as parents, as the first generation, this generation, they have to have to set the standards in which their children will follow. And they should show that in their life. And a few things that I would like to highlight as we read the verse their lives should show reverence towards God. In verse 2, fear the Lord your God. Reverence, may takot sa Panginoon. My question is this, do we fear the Lord in the way we make decisions, in the way we live our lives? May takot ba tayo? O basta-basta alam gusto natin, gagawin lang natin. Reverence. 
in our, in our own life. You know, I was taking a class, ethics class in school. And it says that there's three ways a person make decision in life. First way they make decision is based on motive. Second way they make decision, ethical decision, is because they of higher power. They fear someone or they respect someone. And the third way that they make decision is whether there's a consequence or not. There is a consequence or not. Let me give you an example. When a husband is tempted to woo a, some, a husband is tempted to woo somebody na hindi niya asawa, the first thing that person will run is his mind is his motive. If his motive is so, he's, he is he's motivated because of his desire, then he will just go ahead and go to that relationship that's not right. Because he's just motivated. Now, if the person would weigh yung consequence, hmm, kung mahuli ako, hindi ko gagawin to. Pero kung hindi ako mag-uhuli, gagawin ko to. So there's just one way that people make decision. But the most important way I believe that we should, the way we should make decision is to have that fear of the Lord in our life. Because, you know, every decision we make is because we show reverence to our God. Reverence to our God's undivided heart. Secondly, commitment and dedication. Verse 2, he says here, keeping all the statutes and his commandment all the day of your life. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6, it says, All these words I command you today shall be on your heart. And in verse 8, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and shall be a fortlets between your eyes. A commitment and dedication to meditate God's word, to place God's word in our life. A dedication na hindi lang basta-basta na pag Sunday lang magbabasa or or. or a few times lang, but a commitment, Lord, let your word fill my heart. Let your word, Lord, consume my mind, renew my mind. Undivided heart. Also loyalty. Verse 4, it says here, oh, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. We must recognize that there's only one God and no one else. Why was this statement Declared in in most in the writing or the statement of Moses, because during the time Israel were surrounded with many nations, with many gods. In Egypt, there are many gods. In the promised lands, one the promised land once they enter, there will be many gods. There will be a lot of gods. And this this statement declared that there's only one God, and you must be loyal to Him alone. You know, in our time today, there can be idols in our heart that's competing for our loyalty. Either we are loyal to the Lord or loyal to other things. And you know, our children will notice those things. Alamon, it's time to go to church, but you make a decision na uunahin mo pang iba. Those things. I'm not saying those, there are, there are times that Malalaman mo yung priority ng buhay. Loyalty before God. And also love. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, 
with all your soul and with all your might. Hindi lang emotion, but with our mind, with all our strength, with all our will, should be aligned to God with all our heart. Hindi lang section ng ating buhay. Our love for God is not just Sunday when we have our service. Our love for God is not just when the pastor is in the house or when we are in our care groups. Our love for God should be evident in every aspect of our life. Every areas of our life surrendered to the Lord. For us to lead our children in the right path, we first need to know where to go. We first be the one to go to that path and be the familiar of that path. Have you ever experienced a travel agent who don't know his ways to a country? Pag ikaw ang tourist, tapos ang travel agent mo, hindi alam ang way ng, ng lugar, magagalit ka, sayang oras. The same time, brothers and sisters, we should be there in the path, leading our children to walk with us. For us to influence our children to love God, you must be the first one. Tayo mga parents, tayo mga mentors, mga pastors, mga leaders. We must be the first one to love God with all our heart and mind and our soul. If we desire for the next generation to love God wholeheartedly, then it must be seen in our lives, in our actions. Not just the words we say or the things we preach. Not just a creed or doctrines that we hold. But a lifestyle that's truly undivided to God. Remember this. We can never give what we do not have. Hence, if we desire for our children to love God, we must first live an authentic life that's passionate for the Lord. You know, J.C. Ryle said about parenting, he said, the parent who tries to train without setting a good example is building with one hand and pulling down with the other. It calls for us to take our spiritual walk, not lightly, but seriously, not just for our sake, but for the sake of our children in the next generation. First, we need to have an undivided heart to set our affection right. Secondly, we need to recognize our ownership. We are called to take ownership, to embrace our responsibilities and duties for our children. In verse 7, it says here, You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk to them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. The statement there, you shall teach diligently. The Hebrew word is shana, which means to sharpen. To sharpen. This is like sharpening a sword, or sharpening an arrow. You know, when you sharpen a sword, hindi basta-basta yan. May proper way. Sino sa inyo nag-sharpen ng knife? Hindi basta-basta. Dapat mayroong teknik at maayos ang gawa. 
And the same example, when we're going to teach our children diligently, we must be careful and delicate in their life. And this is a metaphor that calls us to follow. That as parents, as mentors, as guardians, as leaders of the church, we are responsible of sharpening, teaching our children in godly ways and in God's word. You know, we thank the Lord for the children ministry. We thank the Lord for the youth ministry. But we should never make them an excuse for not doing the task that the Lord has given to our lives as parents. It is crucial for us to take ownership, responsibility of leading our children to know God and to love God. We can never outsource it to someone else. We can never be passive. Sasabihin natin, oh, nandiyan naman yung youth ministry, nandiyan ang children ministry, bahala na sila magturo. Brothers and sisters, no. It was given to us. It's our responsibility. You and all the ministry that's around us will be helpful to them, but the calling is for us as parents. We should never neglect our responsibility that God has given to us. We have a duty for the next generation. And how should we express it? Look at the following verses. It says there, we shall talk to them when you sit in your house. When you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise. What it means is that every opportunity, teach them who God is. Teach them God's word. What it means is that be deliberate. Hindi lang basta-basta, be deliberate. Every opportunity counts. Be consistent. In every aspect of our life, speak about the Lord to them. It means hard work. Hindi yung lazy, but it's hard work. Every aspect. You need, it means to invest time. It means to communicate. It means to have a level of intimacy. We hardly have time to talk to our children. You know, I heard a previous generation, the principle of parenthood or fatherhood before is like this. I give you food on the table. I give you a house to live. Then you abide to my rules. Another way is like this. Isang tanong, isang sagot. Hindi ka pwede magsalita. Well, in certain extent, those are good because the child displays certain respect towards the parents. However, it might develop certain detachment. There will be lack of intimacy. You know, for us to influence our child, to talk to them about God. We need to have that communication, intimacy with them. Especially as they grow older. Wag mo silang iti-treat na parang grade one pa rin. 18 years old, grade one pa rin. Wag. It's important to have intimacy with them, to develop that relationship. Here, in example, a chart. Our relationship must be bigger than the rules. Because if the rules are bigger than the relationship, you know the child will either legalistic or he become 
someone that will despise you because you never have touched the heart. For us to teach them, for us to impart God's word, it has to, for us to share who God is, we need to know who they are. And we need to establish a relationship with our children. But for us to establish and teach God's word to their life, we must know who they are, who are our children. We must know what they love. We must know what's in their mind. We must know what's their strength. Sometimes we don't know. And as parents, we are guilty. Do we know what they love? Do we observe and take time to capture what is in their hearts? Do you know what makes them happy? Do you know what breaks the heart? Do you know what's the challenges that they face? Do we take time to just sit down and speak to our children? And to keep quiet and to simply listen to what they will say. You know, sometimes why children don't want to speak is because we don't listen. Sometimes it's good to take time and to listen what they will say. You know, a few weeks back we have a youth. Um, I and Pastor Dan were able to minister to the youth. And there's a question and answer there in that section. And one of the youth said, that struck my heart is Abidoon. How can I talk to my parents by not offending them? How to tell them that they are wrong by not offending them? You know, the root cause of the problem is child and the parents have no close relationship. No close relationship. Get to know our child. Get to know what they love. Get to know deep inside their heart. Not just bombard them with rules. You know, the problem is this. Pagtatawag lang tayo sa Pilipinas pag mayroong problema about our anak to our children. And there's nothing wrong with that. Kaya paminsan takot sila pag ipipick up, oh, ayan na naman si mama, tatawag, kasi may nagawa ako. Change that. Call, talk to them. Listen to their hurts. Listen to their hearts. You know, once you start establishing that relationships, mas madali silang guide to ruan. And rules will be easy to their lives. I remember one time, I was doing so much work sa bahay because work from home and then Levi came to me and said, Papa, you always work, 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 work. You never play anymore. When you hear that statement, drop, just a few minutes, just drop all the things you're doing. Take time to be with your child. Know their heart. The second is know their mind. We know we're living in a circular society. And the truth is so subjective. 
We need discernment so that we can receive and pick up what are the things that they're watching from Facebook, from Netflix, and from YouTube. We must be able to understand the way they think and be able to observe their culture. Because the more we know their culture, the more we know their world, the more we know the way they think, and it's easier for us to apply God's word in their life. Mas madali. To know their mind. You know, recently I was watching Netflix and there's one new show about social media. You know, sometimes the social media knows more about our children than us. Let's just do the opposite. Get to know our children more than the social media. Also, know their strength. Each children is unique. Some of the parents fail to see the strength of their children and compare with other children. Instead of focusing on the strength, they focus on the negative part. Yung mga mali lang. They neglect to encourage their children to harness their God-given ability. You know, it's take, it, it's, it would take time for us to know their strength. We should take time to encourage them to use their talents for the Lord. It takes hard work. It takes our time to lead our children. It takes dedication and great love to apply God's word, to help them apply God's word in their life. First, for us to lead and train our children in godly ways, we must first have an undivided heart. Secondly, we must take the ownership. It's our responsibility to lead our children. Lastly, for us to lead our children, we must be, get involved and to recognize that we are part of a community. If you look at verse 9, it says here, you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. You know, on the picture on the right, it's, it's called a mezuzah. It's a, an item that they will place at the door. Kaya tinuk nila yan literally, ginawa nila. To remind them of who God is. To remind them the commandment of God. To love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. That's what, what's inside that particular item that they place at the doorpost. But I, what really caught my attention is the word gates. You know, because gates in ancient times is a crucial part of a community. A gate is a public square where people will come for social and legal aspect of their life. A gate is a public square where people will come and hear important announcement. A public square or the gates represent their community. Therefore, to lead a child, it requires everyone's effort to be involved in a child's life. It involves the whole community. Have you ever heard the statement, it takes a village to raise a child? And I believe it's true. It takes a community, it takes a church, not just the family, all of us to help raise a child. All of us involved in a child's life. There's a, a word in Africa, the word says Ubuntu. What it means is a person is a person through other people. Or I am, I am because of who we are all are. 
It means that people depend on other people to be a person, Ubuntu. And this is very relevant to all of us on how we should raise our child in a context of community. Let me give you an example. Let's say these are the different families. They have all their own children. You know, each children will interact with one another. They will interact. And that's what we desire. They will interact and grow mature together. As they interact, they will influence one another. And you know what's important in this chart is this. The parents also begin to love, begin to care for the children of others. To love the children of the other family as their own. Because if you neglect one, you know you're neglecting your own. Loving them as your own child. Supporting them. Alam nyo, mga kapatid, as a church, we should not have competition. All our children are imperfect. All, us, all of us are imperfect. We help each other to train, as we train our children, to train others too. Work together. Hindi competition. Let's work together. And as we grow in the Lord, as the, our children influence one another, as we work hard, imparting God's way into the life, alam nyo, sunod-sunod sila, we will grow in the knowledge of God, in relationship with the Lord. As we celebrate Children's Day today, let us remember our call to lead our children in godliness and in righteousness. To lead them to love God with all their heart, mind, and soul. Therefore, for us, always remember to have undivided heart. Set our affection right before God. Secondly, to take ownership. Embrace our responsibility, the God-given responsibility of leading our children. And thirdly, get involved, be part of the community. Loving, teaching, guiding, not just your own children, the children of other families. To end this, I would like to, I was reflecting on myself and to do a checklist based on these three things. I ask myself, do I have undivided heart? Parang ang hilap itik. Kasi many times, my hearts are divided. Do I take ownership of raising my child? There are times my wife would remind me. Remind me in how I would lead and guide my son. Sometimes, parang ang hilap itik. Do I get involved myself in the life of other children ask myself do do I you know parang hirap pumasa and I realize even as I look into scripture I'm trying to find great parents 
But it seems that not all of them were great parents. Many of them failed. Even like King David. King David was a man after God's own heart. And many scholars said that he failed as a father. He showed favoritism. He failed to forgive. And he, he did not make peace with his own son. And you can see all, many on, even the parents of Samson and Eli. The priest Eli was able, not able to raise the child in a proper path. And that's the revealed to us that we are all imperfect parents. In the other extent, some parents are really good. They have guided their children. They have mentored their children. They have loved their children. But some of them went wayward. Like the prodigal son. I believe the father has given the best to the child. Yet the son chose to go wayward. And it brings guilt to many of the parents. And all the more it reveals to us one thing. That we are imperfect children. Yes, we're imperfect parents. Yes, we have an imperfect children. But the most important thing we must always remember is that we have a perfect God. And all the more we can come to God and depend upon His grace and mercy. To close, I would like to show you two kinds of prayer that a parent was made when they posted in a Christian parenting bulletin. The first prayer of the parent is sabi niya dito, it's great to be a Christian parent. And I thank God for my children are not like others. Yabang! Immoral, selfish, and lazy. We have such a great time when we start the day with family devotion. We never miss a day. Our home is like a heaven of purity. And we do so much for mission. Our children know the names of every missionary we support. We just finished reading the book of Romans at bedtime. Wow. And look at the prayer of the second parent. Sabi ng second parent, Lord, I feel guilty and useless. Please have mercy on my kids. Because with a parent like me, they sure needs it. It just reminds us, imperfect parent, perfect child. We need God's grace and mercy to work in our life. And as I read this prayer, I was being reminded that God resists the proud, but give grace to the humble. We let's come to the Lord and say, Lord, it seems that I've not been a good parent. I have neglected my child. But I come to you with humility. Help me. Show mercy upon me. Give me grace so that I can be a better parent for my children. To guide them in your way so that they will love God with all their heart, mind, and soul. And if some of us are proud, may we always remember 
That is God's grace upon you and the children. Why they are there successful. And may we come to the Lord, thank you for the grace that you have shown to me and my family. We are imperfect parents. We have imperfect children. But we have a perfect God. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for the time that we remember and celebrate Children's Day. I pray, Lord, that you bring us, remind us of our calling to guide them and to lead them in your ways. Lord, touch our heart. Give us a heart, a new heart, so that our heart will be undivided. In the same time, Lord, I pray, convict our heart if we have not been taking responsibility of leading our children to your ways. Forgive us. But I pray that you empower us with your spirit so that we can impart your word to them and lead them in your ways. At the same time, give us a bigger heart, Lord, so that we will not just look after our children, but we will love the children of others because we are a community. We grow as one. We are one body. Give us a heart to love others and not neglect any soul. Tulungan niyo po kami. Thank you for reminding us that you give grace to the humble. We will recognize, Lord, our imperfection, that we are not perfect parents, neither our children are perfect, but you are a perfect God who will give grace and mercy and love and power to help us in leading our children in your ways. Salamat po, Panginoon, for this day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen. Right now, let's just receive the benediction. May you grow in the grace in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and today for eternity. Amen. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us in our online worship service. I trust that uh, as we celebrate Children's Day, Take time to greet them, tell them you love them, and hopefully next week we will see you again in our online service. God bless everyone. Take care.